another little, little episode of Half Hour with Astra Theatre Company. I'm joined today by an amazing Kansas City stage manager and theatrical artist, Lacey Willis. Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm thriving. <laughs> thriving in a plague world. Yeah, that's what I we're all striving to do. That's right. That's what I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like when they say like they're living the dream <laughs> what have you no, been up I'm, to Lacey <laughs> I'm just getting my like house in order and my house in order <laughs> um just trying to figure out what the next thing is been yeah. traveling a little bit I know that's like oh, no don't but <laughs> Ah, uh, um, yeah. I think traveling during the plague can actually be good if you do it right, like in a car or like. Yeah, I drove. I drove. Safely. I was like, I'm not getting on an airline. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, where did you go? I went to Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, oh, to the coal mining fun. town. <laughs> hometown. Your hometown is a coal mining town. It is. It is. And when um, did you travel there? Oh, uh, the end of October, and so the beginning of November. Was it like election hotbed? Yes, it was. It was. And it was very spicy driving through the Midwest um, during that time of a, of a cult leader re-election. So <laughs> there was times that I was like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Oh, no, no. It's, it's actually quite scary. <laughs> Yeah, there's always That's like a, a few miles where you're like, God, please do not let my vehicle break down <laughs> right here because they will smell the liberalness in my blood. <laughs> easy, easy. I got looks like I was at like gas stations wearing like all of my pins. Right. And I was, what? Or just like a mask. Um, just a mask in general. Yeah, I, I stepped out and they're like, what are you doing? There are a few um, little gas stations we encountered on our, I recent, well, not recently, a couple months ago, was lucky enough to drive to Yellowstone and hang out there for a little oh, while, nice. like outdoor camping and hiking. And there were some gas stations in some very remote places where not one person was wearing a mask, which I found very interesting. Uh, and we definitely got some looks for just wearing a mask. And I'm like, we look like the rest of you. We've been in our car for three days and the only difference is that we're wearing a mask. Yeah, it's like, I want to do this on the regular. So like, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you, want, you want mask culture to um, outlast the plague? Is that what you mean? I don't mind it. Besides the acne, I think it's a great accessory. I love accessories. <laughs> you could be political, you could be neutral, you could be stylish. You know what I have mask for I, every occasion. A mask for every occasion. <laughs> a mask for the Met Gala, hopefully. I'm ready. You know what I have found really interesting is the the new clear masks. Have you seen those? I feel like that's just like a bag for people who want to be like suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a clear mask, except the, and it would just fog up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's the thing is that it fogs up immediately. So I think the point, like the idea. The thesis behind the clear mask is that you should be able to see someone's lips and maybe more easily communicate with them. But in, al in actuality, it just fogs up and then it makes me uncomfortable that you're inhaling whatever little mist is down there. Because again, it's, it's just like a, a mushroom habitat. <laughs> it's just warm and moist and exactly. dark. 
Um, so tell us more about your about this coal mining hometown that you're from. I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, and I've, and it struck fame when Scranton was on the office. That's what I. Everybody's like, "Where's that?" I'm like, "I'm from Wilkes Barre," and I was like, "You know Scranton." And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, good. <laughs> oh, I know Scranton, as if they've, like, been, ever been there before. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, have you gone to the paper company? Yeah, I'm like, no, there's, that doesn't exist. But that's, but yeah, we're close to New York. I'm two hours from New York City, two hours from Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, yeah right, right in the middle. middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a very blue-collar town. It's filled with Italians, Polish, and Irish people and salt of the earth and which one of those are you oh i'm polish oh yeah i'm very polish um does your family like um withhold like uh still doing any kind of traditions or anything like from that ancestry yeah a lot um we do like i don't know like there's like a lot of foods and like um holidays that are big like a lot of holidays that are big for everybody else but like Christmas Eve was always big mm. and like Easter you know religious holidays Catholic Catholic borns <laughs> <laughs> sure and what was like the arts scene like in this small coal town and how did you get sort of um get hip to them um it's not, it's tough because it wasn't really, I mean, there's community theater, sure, um, that my mother would take me to as a child. Um, and then there's like roadhouses. So there's never like anything like locally produced besides the community, like professionally, but we had like um, the Kirby Center, which plays would come in. It's more like touring. Street Live touring productions come in yeah and then the same thing with Scranton and so <laughs> that's what happened was like my parents I'm very grateful for them because anytime they saw an opportunity for me in any avenue they're like let's do it let's 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 see what she likes mm -hmm. so they would take me to these like live productions of, of like Sesame Street Live yeah and then eventually like you know, you get a little bit older and she's like, I don't know, would you like this? So I remember the first production that I saw theater wise was Cats. Oh, wow. What a one to start with. <laughs> and so I love Cat. Like I, everybody's like, oh, Cats. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's very dear to me because I'm like, they're doing what and dressed as who? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a child, it is like the the epic, like of fantastic, like out of this world, like crazy th theater, you know. And it just is so big and bold. And I'm sure as a child too, it's like really kind of overwhelming. And that, that's when it was like popular, like when it was just hitting Broadway. I think in like the '90s. And like, everybody's like, you gotta see it. And then it started touring. And then I think like, maybe my aunt was like, take her to go see this. Mm -hmm. And they're dressed as something. So I'm, of course I'm like, cool. But then <laughs> I just, I really liked live productions. My mom bought me the VHS and I just burned a hole through that. 
That's fantastic. Um, I just have to go back for a second. You mentioned this uh, thing and then just really glossed over it, roadhouses. What, what is that? Mm -hmm. um, it's just these, like, it's just the venue and the shows will come through. And so really it's like, they'll provide a small crew, like maybe like just like a house crew that knows how to work everything. But then they have the touring company has their crew. Um, it's it's not like Patrick Swayze Roadhouse like you think. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> I was like just imagining these like coal miners. Like a honky honk. <laughs> these coal Everybody miners. turns. <laughs> doing like dirty dancing. Um, um, I'm a little I disappointed wish... that it's not that, but that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's double back to that. I think you and I should maybe talk after this production meeting wise. I do have an idea for a project. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, um, I'll call my investors and I'll uh, yes. zoom them in as well. Yeah, get somebody, get some backing on this. Um, so when did you sort of like jump the fence into like, this is something I want to study or like spend my time doing like to make money, to make, uh, you know, a livelihood? Like when did it become this thing that is like something you do to make money as a job, as opposed to like, this is something I enjoy, like as a hobby. I, hmm, that's a tough one because I don't really remember like when I was like, I'm a theater kid because growing up, like I said, like my parents would like, just like take me to these like sh different shows and stuff of like what I would like. Um, and it was like across the board. And even like my mom would like tape things like on TV, like the Kathy Rigby version of Peter Pan, oh. like which was a lot, which was the live version that I would like watch. And then I like went back to it and I was like, wow, she was, she was on it. <laughs> like, but, but so I was always been like exposed to that. So it just felt like very like natural. Um, I wasn't really into like the community theater scene, like my friend, uh, my family friends, worked at one so I, I did work like they owned one or rented one I don't know <laughs> um and I worked at that so I I was started to be like exposed to a lot of theater when I was in like junior high and um and then I did stuff in high school drama club and everything and then I think I think it was really in high school when I was like acting isn't for me but I wanted <laughs> something <laughs> sure in theater um something related and so then when I went to undergrad um I still wasn't sure yet so like I didn't I wasn't a theater major my first semester and then I picked up a double major my second semester of freshman year and was like okay nice where did you go to figure school out I went to Wilkes University which was in my hometown um and they, they were are kind of like a culmative like theater school like you could do like acting but then I didn't want to do that I wasn't a good I'm not a very good like drawer so like I have good ideas but I'm like uh, I can't design <laughs> <laughs> I can't physically do these things <laughs> unless right. somebody tells me how to do them um what a gift I will say to decide and feel that you're not an actor because I think that it, it's the the one of the jobs that just like sort of has the most the highest rejection rate I will say and so choosing like the 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 tech or to be more interested in the tech route I think is like a gift in itself <laughs> yeah and that was like right off the bat too that I wasn't like oh like 
my my nana was always like you should be an actor like but I'm like "Mm." (laughs) no but thank you for your interest (laughs) um but I just think that she thought I was fat and funny so (laughs) she was like the world needs you (laughs) um fantastic well sometimes I feel like family members just like don't who necessarily don't have a lot of exposure to the arts so just like sort of funnel anyone with like that sort of energy into like one thing they're like oh well you are loud and love attention and make us like record you on the camcorder on the coffee table so you must want to do this thing because they don't necessarily have the like vocabulary to like oh you you're more minded for this or this yeah they're like I was in a play in high school and I loved it and so like and that's that's the thing like in high school it, it wasn't a very like um oh like everybody does this like you could do costumes or lights or it was like here's like the stage crew you could kind of be a part of that if you want and but they do like it was like the stage crew for like everything like band concerts and chorus concerts and then the show Mm -hmm. and then it was like you can act and so like that was fine and I like to be involved but I just I knew in like my heart of hearts I'm like I don't like this yeah (laughs) I respect it but I don't like it I don't like doing it for myself Um, And how did you find your way to Kansas uh, from Pennsylvania? I was accepted to grad school um, because after undergrad, I I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, well, because I kind of went to the path of directing and stage managing and I fell into stage management. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And but then I was like, oh, wow, like this is the liaison between every department ever on a production. And that's what I like to do. Like, I like to be involved. I like my hands and everything. Um, and this is the perfect way to kind of be there. And, and like I said, there wasn't really a big like directing program. Like there was like a couple classes on it. So like me being the stage manager, nobody wanted that job. Right. <laughs> um, me being the stage manager for a lot of the shows, um, I could be next to the director and kind of shadow them and kind of try to teach myself or pick up tricks and stuff to try to like go on and do things yeah but then I got into grad school and um which was great I took like a year off just to figure out what I was gonna do Mm -hmm. um I worked at Neiman Marcus and (laughs) um what is that I don't know what that is it's a it's a fancy store um but it wasn't like crate and barrel <laughs> are we talking like a it was, high-end it's designer clothes um oh, but okay. that that explains why i know nothing about it everything i own is from target even <laughs> marcus and then bergdorf goodman which is like there's only there's two stores they're both in new york city there's there's a men's store and a women's store which i was like two and then <laughs> um why were you in new york city were you living there for a little while no, I was in, I was still in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I was working at the, uh, <laughs> see, it's glamorous. I like to tell people like, I worked at Neiman Marcus. No, I worked at Neiman Marcus's distribution facility. So <laughs> like Sick. I was sending out all the stuff like in the factory and like finding all of these um, 
like the boxes that people were missing and stuff, very height of glamour. You were kind of the stage manager for Neiman Marcus in a way. I, I was, I was. In many ways. Say, I was the stage manager for Neiman Marcus. So you're in Kansas City and you're doing grad school for stage management. Uh, what school did you go to? I went to UMKC. Oh, fantastic. And my thought process, because I've never been to this side of the Mississippi before. Mm -hmm. um, and I got accepted and I was like, I'm just going to say yes. I, I didn't really tour the school until I said yes, but it was, it's a two-year program. So I was like, if it's, it's a two-year program, I could stick out two years for the degree mm -hmm. and, it, and I'm not tied to anything. So I could move after I get the degree, like just get it and, and go. But I liked the city and I got hired in the field after grad school. And so I stayed. Wow, that's so cool to what like what put UMKC on your radar? I went to the Erdas um, in New York City, which is like um, it's for grad school. You send out these like packets and in, of interest and stuff to all of these schools from all over the country. And they kind of show you where your interest and they all come to one spot. So I think they have them in New York, Chicago, and then maybe LA um, that you can go to these. And so I had a bunch of interviews with different schools and then they get back to you and they kind of had like, they contact me and they had like the best bang for your buck. And they were mm -hmm. like, come on, we'll give you in-state tuition. And I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Um, it's so funny when you're talking about like the way you almost fell into it because you were interested but and drawn to it, but also because you said it was like the job that nobody wanted. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I have long felt that stage managers are like, A, the glue that literally holds everything together and B, so underappreciated uh, in, in some settings. Yeah, well, I didn't even know what a stage manager was. I didn't know that, like I said, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that position existed when I went into undergrad. And I was involved with, even though I wasn't in the theater department, I was like, I want to be involved. So I was the ASM on the first show. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then when I was in the department on the, on the musical, on the big musical in the spring, I was put as the ASM again. And the stage manager was had a small part in the show and he was like I'm not really a stage manager he was somebody who really liked the tech side but he liked to um he liked to like build the sets I think he was like more technical director mind and he was a dancer and actor and so he was like I don't want to call the show <laughs> and I was like what why what do you have to mean? call a show <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> like and so I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, yeah, you, you have to, like, we're telling you you're doing it. <laughs> like, that's what this is. And I was like, okay. Um, so I did. And then from then on, I was like, yeah, I'll just, just put me, just put me down. And there was no like stage manager program. So I really kind of like built it myself. And I had a few mentors at that school that, um, you know, was like, oh, I like how you're doing this. Or, you know, in the professional world, they kind of do it this, this, and this. So it was kind of like, I don't like saying I did this, but like, I not say like, I don't like saying, but I did do it. No, 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 no. I like 
to think like I kind of curated the degree myself. Yeah, like, you sort of did like choose yeah. your own adventure. Yeah, it was. It was very much. I was like, do you like this? Is this like a good rehearsal report? And they're like, sure, we never had one before. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. That's fantastic. And I, I really do think that it is such a thankless job. And truly, I have never been a part of a professional show in which the stage manager was not like the the linchpin of like the of the entire um production of like the keystone that is really keeping everything like on track because some folks think that is their director but speaking as someone who has directed before oftentimes you are wanting to uh focus on something different and overlooking a lot of small details that pile up to be large problems and it's usually the stage manager who's like okay but what about this and this and this because you want to do this but that won't work if you don't address this this and this Sometimes it's like, I shouldn't do that. But then I, you know, you can't really say anything because people have their, but that's the whole thing too with um, like a stage manager is that, you know, every, you know, we're the first to arrive and the last to leave. But that's also mostly true with, you know, productions like the director leaves, but we're with that production, like with those actors to the end. So it's kind of like, the, that is the constant of like, okay, you're a familiar face. Like we know you, like, especially totally. like in the ever changing of going from like rehearsals to the actual stage, to the production in that ever changing world of the whole show. Yeah. They really are the constant person who's been there the whole time who, you know, you can go to if you have any questions and literally has like this Bible of <laughs> this thing that we've created. <laughs> should you have ever forgotten something or, you know, are going on for something that you haven't rehearsed or like any number of scenarios there are sort of the person to run to um <laughs> for help for dire help <laughs> um so once we're able to sort of gather again and theater becomes a thing that is allowed and safe um are there things that you hope are different from when we started this this great stillness of quarantine Yes, I, I do. I, I, I think it's, it's hard because I, I was thinking about this a lot and like what I, you know, you want out of theater and everything. And it's, it's finding that good balance of like, yeah, you want an escape, you know, and somewhere to go, but you also want to say, I want to use this platform to bring up a lot of issues that are happening and to open eyes to maybe people and not trick them, but, you know, or not put under the guise of, but trick them. of going to, <laughs> of going to see, oh, we're just going to go see a play, but, but really a good balance of like thought provoking pieces or um, pieces that you could maybe morph to have a, a stronger impact and uh, kind of vision to use it as a platform because I think that that's really important <laughs> in terms of like social issues mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and not not so like make it a PSA or make like sure no but there's like a lot of works out there and even like going back and taking like because that's what I'm interested in as well is like taking like a Shakespeare work or something that's like free media and being able to like be like okay I'm gonna highlight these things yeah you know, put it out there. 
yeah, so, you draw know, similarities educate, between really stuff that has been that we think we know and maybe throw a new lens on it to yeah. highlight you know contemporary issues that's mm -hmm. very interesting yeah like what's going on in the world now what's going on in the bigger picture and and hopefully sh shine some light and maybe educate totally the masses um, a little bit better anything else that you hope is um hope to be like shifted or changed um as we are able to gather again i just i i don't want to be like i hope everyone's nicer but <laughs> because like i just hope that there's i i hope that there's real change and i hope that um but I think that there's going to be a gratefulness, especially mm. for the people who were in, because I remember there's been times that I've been like, oh God, like, why do I do this? Like, put yeah. me on a farm, send me out a farmer's market. I just want to grow pumpkins. Yes, yeah, send, like, send me out to see. I'm so tired of tech week. Like, there's definitely a, jade, a jadedness that can come sometimes. But now it's like standing in the mirror being like, that's all you know. <laughs> like, I'm applying to these companies frantically and my friends are so sweet because like they're like you have so many skills like as that stage manager that you could put into the like the real world I was like I don't want to be in the real world <laughs> like, I, I want to be in the world of my fake trees and like <laughs> the dark totally I totally agree I actually have two resumes like one of them is like for when I audition and the second one is literally titled real real people resume and that's where I put my like survival job history when I'm applying for a new job <laughs> that's what I'm constantly working on and like I went to like go do it at the start of quarantine I was like you don't care what show I did <laughs> like okay okay um next oh how do I translate this because this is all I've done for like the past couple of years but no I hope there's like a, a, a gratefulness of that theater and and like I like I think there will be, um, you know I hope I hope the, the theater leaders that could actually make change are going to take it seriously and um, really again pick those seasons that can educate and uh, inspire and also like you know even even going through hiring the hiring people and casting people like mm -hmm. you know yeah. I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> I just, like, that's a very that's that is to me it's a very hard question totally only because it's like I'm thinking of everything um a mile a minute and I'm like I just yeah and it's also like we this time has been so long like it will have been a year plus since we've been in a theater and so it seems as if like 10 years of political and social drama has happened in that span yeah so, but i think it's yeah it's, it's really important to take all of that in and say like this is our chance to reflect on this and do better and and you know really be an example for anybody in the world like other people out there yeah so i think that's amazing um what do you what do you miss most about uh this crazy little occupation we have what are you most excited to get back to i miss i miss the people i really do i really enjoyed working with 
everybody. I love designers that I had relationships with and like, you know, seeing those actors again or meeting new people and just being in a room and just like, even like on a musical, like listening to everybody just sing songs for four hours. And I'm like, that's like, I'm like, I'm content. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll do my paperwork and yeah. Excel <laughs> documents and, <laughs> and just, you know, cause, cause you have that undertone of creativity mm-hmm. and like, everybody's happy to be there yeah and it's just that's a nice feeling and right now that feeling is just a little devoid it seems um because we're not around it all the time I think and yeah so and there I, is a lot of creativity happening during this time and I'm so excited to see what that has been um mm-hmm. for folks who have felt moved and safe uh to create in this mm-hmm. time but large largely it seems as if we're just so separated so that magic of just being in the room with fellow creatives and even just like talking with them about what they made for lunch I miss just overhearing those little like pockets of people's day um and like I I've done a few virtual productions now in quarantine and it was like they were so nice but it was only a few hours you know what I mean like and it was just like oh it's gone as soon as it arrived yeah they're just, they're just like this, the thing that grows when you're working on a show, especially if it has a run longer than a month, is just this like sense of community that has grown from just spending 40 hours a week together and mm-hmm. truly just like living uh, with one another. And, you know, well, that yeah, it's something this, I miss a lot. Like, especially now during the holidays, I, you know, I've been on Christmas Carol for a long time at the rep. And like, that was, I was like, that was my Christmas that was my holiday because I couldn't go home right but you found family there and so you're like that's my family like now I can't see my blood family or my <laughs> you know my non-blood family. like my my non-blood family like I should be eating chili with like 25 people right now <laughs> oh my god we should be eating chili <laughs> you know what I mean like yes. I was like I miss those two show days and those like I don't know. And just the in, in between and those down moments that I miss backstage. And yeah. I was talking with TJ yesterday or maybe two days ago. And, and we were just talking about how much we miss just the atmosphere of all of that. Um, I know. I wish there was like a candle, like they have those weird candles that's like Disney world or whatever. I'm like, how do I develop like, <laughs> like a lobby between shows? <laughs> which is just like sticky floors but like you mean those like homesick candles yeah, it's like this is, yeah this is what new hampshire oh my god like. what would they be the trees although i will say just a quick pin in that someone's recently sent my partner one that was new york city and but when she opened it i was like what does it smell like like dirty subways and cement like street hot dogs <laughs> like sewer. Oh, yes sewer. Like that one whiff but then it goes away and you're uh, like acid rain somebody's dead down there <laughs> like yeah i think yeah. the christmas carol homesick candle would smell like um chili and um yeah that's that's like the green room uh, fake fog like haze <laughs> yeah it's like that caramely smell that gives it the the haze yeah like something on fire a burning uh, hell perhaps <laughs> Yes, like that burning dust uh, smell. And I would ki- I would kill for that when I'm like, is this an emergency or something? Just frying off the light. <laughs> like, should I? 
I know. Can I tell somebody? Surely somebody else smells it. I don't just have a beagle nose. Like, <laughs> but I said to TJ too. I was like, oh my god, like I would kill to to have a 9:30 a.m. call for a student matinee. When I was in it, I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe my body is here. I'm so exhausted. This is horrible. But now I'm like, that sounds like heaven. To I know like, that's, and it's like really, I'm like, was this? Uh, it was like I I, I was like <laughs> on one of my <laughs> stuck in my mind benders <laughs> um I was like is this just like a weird version of like a theater artist's Christmas carol where it's like you don't know what you have until it's gone <laughs> when, oh, you're, when you're scraping that. off your car in the morning <laughs> to get to that student matinee <laughs> and you're yes. cursing your job <laughs> Avarice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, oh my God. That's so like, true. Put it down. <laughs> and we all will be so thankful when we get back. It's as if we will have bought the biggest goose in the window when we all get back. <laughs> I can't wait for that feeling of like that first rehearsal or like I first can't wait for, through. That's what, that's what keeps me going is I keep thinking of first rehearsal. Oh, it's going to be heaven. Yeah. I sent out, I was like, give me a mailing list. I would love to send some people their daily call. Like, just give me your schedule. I'll send it to you ahead of time. Let's get a distro list going. 8.15 a.m., wake up, uh, toothpaste call. Um, we're going to do a coffee making session. And then we'll take a quick Yoga. 15. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick 15 to scroll the socials. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay you to send me a daily call. I would love, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just give me a couple scratches of what, what you want to see your day to look like. And again, we'll get the distro going. I won't send it to anybody that you're a little bit nervous about. <laughs> no, you can send it to everyone. I want just, to everybody in my list. I'll have designers that like don't even know me that I was like the PA for. And they're like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> 15 minutes? Can never get it done in that much time. <laughs> what? Um, well, we should begin to wrap up a little bit. I can't believe it's already been 30 minutes. Um, are, are you working on any upcoming projects you can shout out? Or where can we find you? Um, I don't know. I'm on Facebook. I don't know. See, this is what happens. I, you were so sweet. And in this Zoom thing, you sent me everything I needed to know. Like I said, time for me went out the window. Like, I'm like, what is time? I was like, oh, cool. I was like looking on, on your Facebook. I was like, oh, wow. I hope they don't pick. I hope they don't pick a bad picture of me. I want like an artsy picture like this guy. I was like black and white. Maybe I should take one. I was like, they didn't ask me for one. I hope they don't pull one right there. It's like, send me your, send me your headshot. And yeah. Like, Hey, I had the control. The rules like, of this pod are really out the window. They're more like guidelines. No. I'm on Instagram. Um, I think it's Lace Willis. See, I don't know my handle. I don't. That's the thing. I'm not we'll like. We'll post a, it. We'll post. We'll post it. it post it. Find me it. on the Astro Theater page. They yes. know it. I don't. <laughs> that's okay. It's 2020, and our brains are melting, as I like to say. That's what. Wow. That's a. That's a great t-shirt. <laughs> I'm all into t-shirts. Again, after this, we're going to have a production meeting and, and we'll add design uh, Fabletics into the mix. Yeah, look, look, look for it in the link tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. We really appreciate 
hearing about, you know, a little bit about where you're from and your unique perspective in this biz. Um, praying for that first rehearsal energy sooner rather than later. I can't wait. Yes. I want everybody to tell me what their first rehearsal is and just put me on the distro list. Yes. Even if I'm too. not going. Me too. <laughs> I just want to see people thriving. <laughs> yes. Well, happy holiday and we'll talk so soon, okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye.